Good day once again and welcome to Say a Little Prayer Nigeria. My name is Sharon Tanko and I am your host. To take maximum advantage of my few minutes with you, I'll be going straight into the topic of the day. Why do bad things happen to good people? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of utterance and for blessing me with the knowledge and the ability to reach your people. Father, guide my words as I speak. Use this vessel to reach your children. Open their hearts and open their minds to receive from you, dear Lord. And let them know you better. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, why do bad things happen to good people? Last week we looked into two things. One, who is a good person? And we clarified that this is a person who genuinely, who has genuinely accepted Christ to be their Lord and personal Savior. Then we went further on uh, to where I listed the four reasons that I know of, that is to the best of my knowledge, why bad things happen to good people. Namely, one, because these Christians are carnal Christians. Two, because they disobey an instruction from God. Three, because they ignored the warning. Four, because they ask for it. And I'm sure that hearing this last one again, some of you have begun to reason it. So we dwelt a little on the first one, that is um, why um, the, the, the carnal Christians, where I try to explain that a carnal Christian is one who seeks to eat his cake and have it. That is, um, one who, though he has given his life to Christ, he still desires and seeks to live a worldly life rather than give precedence or priority to the things of God. Now we all know that the devil runs the systems of the world. So if you, having no need to, determine to subjugate yourself as a Christian to the rulership of Satan, bad things will happen to you. There is no other conclusion than that. Now, I don't wish to rehash or to dwell too much on this, so I'll just move on to the next reason, and that is too, because they disobey an instruction from God. If you think you didn't get an instruction from God simply because you didn't hear a loud, booming, compelling voice yelling commands at you, well, you're wrong. God doesn't always, and in fact, He very rarely uses extreme measures. You know, even before you gave your life to Christ, He spoke to you, a gentle leading, a clicking in your spirit even. He used the medium of your conscience. He speaks softly, gently, a voice in the wind, like that quiet voice in your head. Now, I don't want you to confuse instruction with warnings. They may be similar, but they are not the same. An example of instruction, Father Abraham. Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Let's read that. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, and Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. In these two verses, God gave Abraham, um, Abraham an instruction, and told him what the consequences of obeying the instruction would be. This is still the order. Obey and have undiluted blessing. Now, use your imagination for a moment. If Abraham had decided not to obey God, how many of us would even ever have heard of him? Would we have ever been able to say, 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob? Would he have been Abraham, the father of faith? His obedience to the instruction of God was so absolute that it inspired God to bless him for all eternity during and after his lifetime. He had wealth more than five kingdoms combined. That is, from squatting with his father to that kind of wealth. He entered into a contract with God that led to the birth and death of our Lord Jesus Christ and the subsequent salvation of mankind. He inspired the order of Titan before Titan was even a thing. He had the resting place for all those saints, quote unquote, that died before the resurrection of Christ, named after him, Abraham's bosom. He will forever be the father of many nations because all Christians exist because of that sacrifice or obedience that Abraham made. Maybe it could have been another. We don't know. But we do know that this was God's plan for Abraham. Now, why do we know this? Simple. It's because from that moment that he obeyed God until the world passes away, Abraham will still be reaping his blessings. Every believer will always refer to him as Father Abraham. We'll follow or we'll look, we'll look to his example actually. We'll look to his example um, when they want to, to, to either use or to grow their feet. Now I'm not saying that he's a God, he's not a God and he's not to be worshipped. Of course, definitely not. But, but from living a, a hundred years without one child, he has had and will continue to have billions of children as long as the Lord tarries. Would he have ever had anything, even a house to himself and his wife, if he had disobeyed? We don't know. He didn't even know God when he obeyed. If, if, if evil had befallen him, if he had told God no, would it have been uh, worth something worth recording or recording? Would, 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 would you have said that God was to blame? Would it have been his fault? Would it have been God's fault? Hmm? Let's look at David. Returning from a battle with his armies only to discover that the Amalekites had invaded the camp and looted them of all of their possessions, the living and the non-living. He sat down and he inquired of God to know what he was supposed to do. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 8. Let's read it. And Abraham inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Now we all know the story. David did and David did. Now imagine if after receiving that instruction he didn't. Just a moment, the alternate version of that story, if he had disobeyed the instruction from God, what would have happened? They would not have taken, they would not have overcome. His army would have been, uh, what do you mean, would have turned against him so entirely that he would have not, probably not had an army. We don't know these things, but we understand that from his obedience to the instruction of God, he was able to conquer, he was able to overtake and overcome and recover all every single thing that inspired his people to even have more confidence in him and to know that till the dying day that they are following him into the battlefield for any and every instance let's look at jonah should i say anything so all this why me why me let's ask ourselves what has god asked you to do 
I mean, the examples that I have just used, the examples that I just used right now, they are all from the Old Testament. From a time where to live with his people, God had had to, to inhabit a temple. Where if, he didn't take, if one didn't take appropriate um, precautions, his presence would kill them. Not because he wanted to, but because of the dead spirit in man. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. This is 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. And the light shineth in the darkness, the darkness cannot comprehend it. That is John chapter 1 verse 5. All Johns. 1 verse 5. Um, so, so we understand that it's not that he wanted to kill them or to strike fear into the hearts of men. It's just that, that his spirit was not compatible with theirs and that the stronger spirit will want. The stronger spirits will always win. Darkness cannot exist in light. It's impossible. It's impossible. It can't happen. No digression. Let's go back to the, the, the topic I had. These, these Old Testament people, um, they, they have reaped and they have reaped because they obeyed. And guess what? Honestly speaking, this is the shocker. With all of that reaping, that God helped them to reap, that God blessed them with. God still didn't give them everything. Think about it. They didn't have the privilege of God actually living inside them. But we do. That means that we're entitled to everything that they were entitled to and more. Think about it. The person that made gold, made silver, oil, rubies, diamonds, skies, living, breathing animals... This person is the same person that is living inside us with no reservations. There is no curtailing of the power. Anything, there's no, actually there is no curtailing of the power. We are the ones that determine the extent of the power that we put out. It's not because it's not there. It's not because heaven is not accessible to us. It's our ability to push how much we want to push out if we can. No digression. We should all understand this because he's living inside us and, and, and everybody knows God loves comfort if you read the description of heaven you will see it uh-uh. that the, the, the streets are made of gold uh, the, 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 the gates of heaven littered with all manner made from all manner of precious stones stones that we have here on earth stones that we don't have here on earth think about it so this, 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 this God of comfort He's not, he's not down for living the broke life. Like he has been there, he has done that. He's not doing it again. So this God is inside you. He's guiding you. He's instructing you so that you can live this privileged life that he's living. He doesn't want to live in squalor. That means he doesn't want you to live in squalor. Yes. So, so if you're still thinking that, that, that Old Testament blessing is not for the believer... Maybe I should give you some AD examples, some after-death examples. Well, we have Paul. Paul is no Old Testament. John, who saw Jesus and died and wrote the book of Revelation, is no Old Testament. You want to say, okay, these people were fathers and they lived their life, lived their life for ministry. Okay, cool. Ora Roberts, Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth Copeland. It's people that give themselves wholeheartedly to the service. Natalie Obasi. That give themselves wholeheartedly to the service of God and the kingdom. All these people that their generations will forever reap from their blessing. Hmm? 
this isn't about preaching prosperity actually even though it looks like it it's about saying that if you give yourself to obeying the instructions from God he will never lead you astray now it's not the easiest thing to be dead to yourself for the sake of following instruction it's true and then, then, then there may be hard directions from God to follow. But, but you need to understand two things. One, God doesn't lead anyone to a place where he's not going to both be blessed and be a blessing. He can't do that and he would not do that. And two, God is not looking for matters. He's not looking for matters. He's my sword and my shield, a very present help in trouble. If he was this for David, who did not have him on the inside, what more could he be for you as Christians? Let me say this and, and I'll be through. God is living inside every Christian. Your, your spirit is possessed by him, if I can be a, a bit extreme. He, he needs you to be alive and comfortable to do his work here on earth. Do you think that he would let anyone or anything interfere with his plans do you you know that you disobey doesn't mean that he won't protect you that just depends on your faith and the reason that bad things happen to people that disobey him is because of their guilt they know they know they know what they did and confident as they appear they are doubtful of his protection. The conscience is attacking them from the inside. So, so in your spirit, you know that you're not doing right. You know it in your spirit. You're not doing right. So, so even when you try to believe, there's that space for Satan to plant, to plant doubt. Because you're not entirely certain. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. But let him that ask, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall have anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So the doubts come. Will he? Can he? Should he? It doesn't seem fair. Let me just bear it. It's appropriate punishment. God doesn't want to punish you. What was the whole point of Jesus going to the cross? Was it wasted effort? Are you trying to say that Jesus did all of that for nothing? He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our sin was upon him, yet he uttered not a word. You think that was all for nothing? And yet he did it for you. Your doubt that he will protect you, that he will provide for you, that he will love you is like an insult to his sacrifice. Because it is. Now I'm not condoning or supporting disobedience to our Heavenly Father. I'm not doing that. But I know that it is hard for a person to continue to live disobediently towards someone who shows them absolute undeserving favor. After a few stubborn moments, you will be. That's just how it is. So let's just, let's end it here for today, okay? But before I leave you, I would, I would be honored if you would take time to say a little prayer with me. Dear Father, I thank you for my day today.
I thank you, Lord, for the great privilege you've given me, this grand honor of being your child, of being your dwelling place, of being your host. Help me, sweet Father, to live my days conscious of you living within me. Thank you, Lord, that I am in no way responsible for your decision to love me, but that you love me regardless. Help me, sweet Father, to love you and sacrifice for you the way you do for me. Let me be a blessing to you. Let me be a blessing to you as you are to me. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for saying that prayer with me. I hope that this um, message blessed you. I hope that it helped you. And I hope that it brought you some new understanding and boosted your confidence even a little bit in God and His desire to bless you. God is not responsible for your misfortune. If you disobey Him, especially when you know that you disobey Him, He just wants to love you. He wants to bring you back onto the right path so you don't stray and doom yourself. He just wants to show you a love, a kind of love that if you lived your entire human life looking for it, you wouldn't find it any other place than Him. So please, open your hearts and open your minds to Him. Give Him the, 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 the undivided attention. Give Him your undivided attention. Give Him your obedience. God doesn't ask for much. He gives you everything, but He doesn't ask for much. Let Him love you. So maybe you would know what love feels like. So that you will share this kind of love with other people. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Until next time, stay blessed. My name is Sharon Tanko and I hope you were blessed by this sermon and that it opened your heart to new knowledge from our Father. For those of you who haven't taken that vital step in accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, but would like to do so now, please say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I know that you went to the cross and died for me. I know that on the third day you rose. I know you did this because you love me. You showed me a deeper love. A love that goes beyond dying and into overcoming death. And now, knowing this, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life today, sweet Lord, so that I may be one with the Father. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you for this with Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, thank you and welcome to the kingdom of God. My brother, my sister, God will have his way with you. Now, if you would like to reach out to me, feel free to do so at Say a Little Prayer Nigeria. 
that is say a little prayer angel both on instagram and on facebook i would love to share and pray with you if you want to learn more beyond the podcast you can visit my pastor reverend delis both on facebook and on youtube his, his preaching is easy to follow and it's easier still to grasp and have a deeper more precise understanding of our heavenly father if this podcast has inspired you and you feel the need to sow a seed into it, you can give an offering at 0140-323659. That is 0140-323659 at the Guaranteed Trust Bank. Or you can give at 151-1321721. That is 151 151- one three two one seven two one at Access Bank. God bless you as you give. God bless you as you give. Now, don't forget to say a little prayer for you and your loved ones. Thank you and stay blessed.